What's up, family? It's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. Um, I'm not going to lie. I really be listening back to my podcast, and I be speaking to myself. Like, this whole little audio diary is what's up. I highly recommend because I listened to the last podcast that I uploaded um, called Bank of America back in January, and now it's February, or I think it's the 21st, or it might be the 22nd. I think it's the 22nd. Honestly, I don't know what day it is. Um, I've been working every single day since last week um, with no off day, and... Honestly, normally, I would say I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I mean, granted, I am tired, but I'm not like the normal tired that I usually am. Like tired, tired, like tired from life, tired from just overwhelmed and burnt out. Um, I'm not because I really have been implementing the mindfulness practices like I've really just been telling myself and giving myself grace and actually giving myself personal time it was always the personal time for me because being on autopilot of sleep work sleep work sleep work sleep like that's all you see that's all you do um, that's how I reached like my maximum burnout where I was like, you know, life is just not worth it. Like I'm just working to pay bills and I'm not enjoying my life. Right. But you have to realize that everything is a choice and like what you prioritize and what you actually give time to. If you actually give yourself time to love on you, give yourself time for you to provide a quality life for you. And I thought that that meant take off work, call off work. <laughs> like <laughs> we are in no days off all year. Okay. I am not calling off for no reason. I need to be on my deathbed for me to call off work. And if, I know that sounds extreme and it definitely sounds like I gave in to the capitalistic hustle grind culture, but that's not true. The truth of the matter is last year I took I took off work. I took my whole little break, okay? And what I found out is if there is no money coming in, <laughs> you will be putting yourself in a worse position by thinking that you need to take off work um, in order to be happier. So I found a way to make my prison comfortable, which is joyfully going to work and realizing that I get the opportunity to make some money in order for me to keep my quality of life, to keep my peace in order, which is my home. I 100% love my bed and I may not get to spend as much quality time that I want in there, but at the end of the day... I like living by myself. I don't like living with other people. I don't like adapting to other people's environments and living conditions. Like, this is the freedom 
that I want and there is a price to pay for it, a price that I'm paying for it, it's working six, seven days a week with no break. But you know what? I have to do it. Somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. And what I found out is this, and um, I feel like over the last year, I kind of lost my purpose and my why. And it has always been, you know, me doing what I need to do to break the generational curse, to give my nieces and nephews the life that I never had. And then in between, I know like at least last year, I kind of had lost that momentum because I was like, you know what? These kids going to do whatever they want to do anyways. And they don't appreciate all the work. And it's, it was ego um, influence that I wanted to give up and just not even care about them anymore because I'm like, I mean, I'm going to do all of this and they're not going to give me the credit and validation that I wanted. And that's when I knew that I was doing everything I was doing in vain because I was doing it to get something in return. I wasn't doing it from my heart just to do it. But I realized now that I have to reset and refresh. I'm back on the grind. I'm back on the mission. And the mission is to fulfill everything that I need to do so that I can be in position to help people when they need help without it being a reciprocation um, or an obligation to give me something and do something for me. Like, I just want to be able to freely give and be in a position to be a blessing because God has been truly good to me. Like, I'm beyond blessed and highly favored, and I really just didn't realize it. Like, the devil would just come to me and whisper in my ear every day, like, you know, these people in your circle, they don't like you. You ugly, you lazy, you this, you that. And so I was really just believing that. And like, if you're in a position and your environment, your life is looking like how you don't want it to look. It's really easy to give up and not have any hope for a better future. Not have any hope for change, evolution. But the thing is, like, you're inevitably going to change and evolve. But it's a choice on how far you go. Because if you don't grow through what you go through, then you will be stuck in stagnation. You will be stuck in a loop um, doing the same patterns over and over and over again, not seeing any different results. Because if you don't do nothing different, if nothing changes, then nothing changes. You cannot change something without changing something. <laughs> like, and so I always advocate to changing your mind first. You have to change your mind and how you view things. Um, because I feel like ultimately our mind runs our body. Like before you do something, your mind has already told your body, like, you know, you got to move your lips. You got to move your tongue. You got to move your hands. You got to do this. Like, and what I found out is that my heart and my mind are on two completely different pages. Like my mind, literally the other day, 
is telling me that I need to get out of bed. I need to get out of bed. I need to wake up early and I need to do X, Y, Z. But my body was telling me, no, you need to lay down some more. You need some more rest because if I don't get the rest that I need, all the plans that you have for me to do, I'm not going to do them well. And you're going to find out later that there's nothing your mind can do to convince me to work at the optimum level that you want me to do things. So I need you to relax (laughs) because if I don't recuperate, if I don't recover, I don't care what you have your mind planned on doing. I am not going to do it. And it just goes back to health as well. And you have to take care of your body. Um, Your mind can have a million things planned and going for it, which is great. It's great to have a plan. But if you don't plan around actual energy and opportunity for your body, like you have to know yourself and be realistic. You have to know that you need rest. You have to know when it's time to slow down, when it's time to start back up, when it's time to keep going, when it's time to ground, when it's time to push past it. What I know for myself is that uh, I've created this whole little comfort bubble of what I know I can do. And I know I can do this amount and still be okay, and still, like, get the best of both worlds. I know that I could be at rest, and I know that I could achieve the goals that I want to achieve. But just like with working out, um, your body is only going to go as far as you push it. So, for instance, when I start stretching, my legs, they start hurting. And immediately I'm like, oh, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> but the quote with working out is no pain, no gain. So if you don't push past the pain, like your body can do it. Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to feel uncomfortable. But if you keep doing it, if you keep working the muscle, you keep practicing, you're going to be able to expand and go further and reach new peaks that you wouldn't have If you keep giving up every time it gets hard, every time it gets uncomfortable, every time you feel a little pain, like, oh, no, I can't. It hurts, too. Like, people don't understand. You can go very far with an abundance of pain, with an abundance of grief, with an abundance of stress if you use it to your advantage. If you stop looking at it like it's weighing you down and look at it as weight that you need to lift up and make you stronger, whole new ball game, whole new playing field. Because one thing for sure, the devil is a lie. God is not trying you. God will never try you. The devil, however, (laughs) will try you every day. (laughs) Will try you every day. Because he knows. He knows that there is greater on the other side of your fear 
of your uncomfortability and he knows the temptation and everything that you desire. He knows that you want it easy. He knows that you don't really want to put too much work into it. He knows that you don't really want to sacrifice too much. He knows that you don't really want to bite your tongue. He knows that you don't really want to turn the other cheek. He knows that you want to seek revenge and he knows all of the things that comes with doing what you want and having it be easy. Because and this is the thing about life, which is so crazy to me, which I really, me and God had to sit down <laughs> because, you know, I'd be ready to give up every day. That's no secret, right? But me and God had to sit down. We keep having to come to the table and revisit that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. This is a journey, like your life journey. That's it. That's it. That is all. Please don't take everything so seriously. Please stop thinking that just because you went through this, this happened to you. Stop taking it personally. Stop thinking that you're the only one whose father died. Stop thinking that you're the only one whose, you know, friend died or you stop thinking you're the only one who got abused. You're the only one who was abandoned. You're the only one who was neglected. You're the only one like stop thinking it and stop thinking that those things happen to you to ultimately give you long suffering. Long suffering is a choice. Yes, it hurt. Yes, it was painful. But you can choose how long you suffer through it. Suffering is a choice. You decide how it's going to affect you and how you're going to feel about it. Like, yes, a lot, a lot of terrible things have happened to me, but I choose not to dwell on it and sulk on it every day and say, well, it's me. Oh, my gosh. I don't have a dad. I don't have a dad. I don't have a dad. And I don't, like, project and put down others and, like, your dad's still alive. So, uh, like, if they have a terrible relationship with their father, that's just what it is. The fact that my father is gone has nothing to do with them and their dad. Like, nothing. And so I don't like when people project and saying, you need to cherish your mother because once they're gone. Like, <laughs> but I can't lie. I actually did do that, right? I did. I projected that to one of my exes because um, he used to always go back and forth, back and forth with his father and give his father a hard time. And his father was doing the best he could. And then ultimately his father passed. And just what I knew is because of my intuition, he didn't really take the passing well. And I'm like, I did not do this in real life. Um, I kept it to myself, but I'm like, see, this is what I'm saying. I tried to warn you. I tried to tell you that all that little petty stuff that you got beef with your dad about is is not going to matter once he is gone. And so the time that you do have, I just want you to use it wisely because that grief and having things left unsaid for the dead is a pain that I can't describe. Like if you don't know, then you don't know. Um, but if you know, you know. So I always advocate to people I do advocate to people, like, you know, if you can't repair and mend the relationship, cool. But if you can't 
you need to start the grieving process now because um, that's awesome what you're saying. Because life is precious and life is in the present. Life is right now. Life is not what happened to you when you was 12. Okay, so when you was 12, no, your mama didn't buy you no coat. She didn't buy you no Christmas gifts. Okay, but right now at 40, you have the ability to speak to your mother, to say what you need to say, to uh, get the closure that you need. The closure is for you. People be waiting around, and I'm speaking for my siblings. They waiting around for my mama to circle the block a life and be like, you know what? I could have did more for you. I could have bought you that coat. I could have, you know, put you first. I could have um, got the love that I thought I was going to get from your father. I could have, you know, tried to give that to you and receive that from you. I could have gave you more. Like they're waiting on this apology. They're waiting on this revelation. Like, yeah, I did wrong. And like, they're waiting on this, then they're never going to get it because my mom is never, like, it's perception. The way that they view their childhood, that's not the way that my mom sees it. And so with her being unable to relate to it, she's like, well, I don't see what I did wrong. Because at the end of the day, by myself, I curated an environment to help eight children survive and like we all survived and like where we ended up after 18 ultimately in the black community that was on us correct so um yeah and for me just my own personal journey what I did for myself was I spent a lot of years just hating my mama and just (sighs) Just giving off bad energy that I did not like her. I didn't approve of her. I did not want anything to do with her. And I felt like I didn't deserve the life that I got. Um, But it took a point, like, learning about other people's life and other people's relationship with their mother that I found out that actually I didn't really get a bad hand. And I got dealt the mother that I needed for me. Because I feel like I turned out how I'm supposed to be. Like, even the things that I did get and that what I what I did not get from my mother is what made me who I am. I wouldn't be as empathetic. I wouldn't be as caring, giving, nurturing. And yeah, to some people, it's not enough. To some people, it's never enough. To some people, I'm selfish. To some people, blah, blah, blah. But to a lot of people, I am a light. To a lot of people, I am understanding. To a lot of people, I'm down to earth. To a lot of people, like, I'm for them. I'm just not for everybody. I I had to find out the hard way that I'm not for everybody. I thought I was made to be for everybody because I knew how to people please. I knew how to adapt. I knew how to mask my true authenticity. But at the end of the day, uh, I just had to accept who I am. And at the end of the day, it took me a few years for God to really work on my heart for me to accept the mother that I have. And once I learned to accept who she is for who she is, like as a 
individual woman being, not just my mother, but as a woman being. It's her first time being here. It's her first time raising eight kids. And she's still like in her age now, she's 64. She's still learning new things every day. She's still learning about herself at 64. So it's a never ending journey that you're learning about yourself and growing yourself. And I believe that it helps when you address things. I realized that within my family that we run away from conflict, we run away from problems, and we become in denial about ourselves and our awareness of how we come off to others. And I realized that you're going to be the villain and the hero in different people's story. That's okay. It's all going to work out in the end. And at the end of the day, for me, none of this matters. It doesn't matter. And I mean, I really used to... <sighs> I wanted so much control. I wanted the outcome to be like this. And... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I didn't finish college. I dropped out. Okay, so what? Okay, so what? Because what does God care about my degree? <laughs> what does he really care? What does he really care? What at the end of the day? What it what like what why? Why did it matter? Why did it matter? Because I'm not gonna lie, um my peers are really valuing my worth as an individual by if I graduated college. And I'm like, no. But one thing about it is that I tried it. I did, I tried it. And it was just super hard for me and the crazy thing is too some people be passing they have these degrees with c's because c's get degrees and for me that was never good enough if i couldn't get an a or a b i didn't feel like i deserved it and so some people just be skating by some people just be getting by on the cusp on the curve oh yeah they they graded this with a curve like my whole thing is I don't even value that because I'm like, I mean, are you really smart? Because you cheated the whole way through. You got somebody else to do your papers. You got help. I mean, are did you really? Because I be knowing when I know behind the scenes that you failed that class five times and that you owe 50000 It's the owing of the money for me. Okay, you got a degree. Okay, great. But I bet you without my degree, I'll be debt free. I'll have a better quality of life because at the end of the day, most of these careers now, and that's the thing, you get into the field, which they projected to you, and they're like, yeah, yeah, it's so awesome to be a nurse. Is it? Because when you get in the hospital and you find out the politics and the actual health system, is it really a good thing? Because for me, I don't have to necessarily go through every experience that I have wisdom from. I do a lot of research. I do a lot of listening to people who have already did it. And so now I know. You don't have to see me go through the whole process of spending years on studying something, spending years of going through something, and then finding out, oh, you know what? This is actually not, I don't have to do that. And I didn't have to do it on a lot of things. One of the major things 
was having children. Like, it was my mom's biggest comeback for me. And she's like, you just wait. Wait till you have your own kids. And I'm just like, wait. I don't want no kids. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you say that now. But wait and see. Wait until watch. It's going to happen. Everybody said that. Like, most of my siblings said that. And at this rate, technically, kind of. It's like one and a half. Me and my brother. Me and the youngest boy. I'm the youngest girl. He's the youngest boy. We technically, I for sure technically don't have any children that are alive. Um, And my brother, he has possible. But at the end of the day, it's like you don't have to prove anything to anybody. Just live how you want to live. Do what you want to do. And stop feeling like you need the approval of the world, society, to meet these certain standards, to live a successful life. A successful life, to me, looks like I want to live in like an RV Sprinter type van. I want to travel the world and not pay any bills. That's that's it. I don't need no big old mansion. I don't need no picket fence. I don't need a garden. I don't need no luxury car. Like, I just want to be free. Like, from society, I want to be free from being obligated to work seven days a week and being stressed out from a job that don't care about me. That's what I want is time freedom. I don't want a whole bunch of money so I could buy a bunch of stuff that I don't care about because that's another thing. I had to inadvertently downsize and I can't lie like living with less is like a weight had lifted because now I don't have to care for these I kept on moving these things moving them out the way moving it around it was taking up so much space in my mind and ultimately now like I think I got like Maybe two baskets worth of laundry. And like now I don't have to think too much about what I'm going to wear. This is what I'm going to wear. This is all I have. (laughs) There are no, I eliminated the overthinking of choices. Like, oh, do I want to wear blue or pink or this this one? Do I want to wear these shoes? I haven't worn these shoes in a while. Am I going to throw them away? Like, for one, I did not throw them away. I just took it out of my eyesight. I put it up. I put it up, but I'm going to have it for later so that I don't feel like I need to buy more to replace it. I don't know. I just feel like this journey, ultimately, it's about knowing your true self and knowing what you want, knowing what your desires, knowing what's going to make you happy. And knowing that it's not going to come easy. And this is what I learn, and I learn every day that I go to work. Um, But I learned this through... Uh, celebrities and people just sharing off wisdom. If you're not willing to sacrifice doing the work without seeing immediate results, such as in validation of either followers um, or money, financial, I mean, if it's not something you're willing to do for five years without seeing a nickel, 
come from profit. Not seeing the profit of rewards because there's it's the instant gratification for a lot of us. But if you're not willing to consistently, consecutively show up with faith, hard work, and consistency, then you can just don't even do it. Just don't even do it. Because people start off something, they start off a project, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this for a year. Within a year, okay, they came out with a video or two. And then, like, it dies down. Because I've seen, I've witnessed many people, right? When you first start a business, you want to do all of the media, social media outlets. You got to do Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, podcast. And so you realize that as one person, it's hard to stretch yourself over all of these different platforms. And you need a team. You need support. And most importantly, you need drive. You need drive because you're going to need to do it even though you don't feel like doing it. You're going to need to keep doing it even though you're not getting the views. You're going to need to keep doing it even though you're not seeing any money from it. You're going to have to. It takes money to make money. You're going to have to put some money and have some money up front. And most importantly, the money is time. How much time are you going to prioritize and a lot to this like no matter what even if I work 12 hours today I have dedicated and time blocked at least 30 minutes I was because I feel like an hour is a stretch but at least 30 minutes every day to work on this project because slow motion is better than no motion so doing one percent of something doing five percent of something will always be better than doing nothing because of whatever excuse like if you got if you're gonna come up with excuses if your body is gonna lean toward following through with excuses then just don't do it because winners have solutions losers have excuses and that's the end of my TED Talk. Okay. Um, I forgot the ending of this little thing, but be patient, be gentle, be humble, be loving. Make it happen. Not yesterday, not today, but right now. I think that's what it says. I don't know. But love yourself, love others, and mind your business. Peace.